Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hi. Hello there. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. Hi. Thank you, everyone. Please sit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, one and all, my virtual audience, to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Hi, Mindy. How you doing? Great, Derek. How are you? Oh, fantastic. I am so excited about this new movie. What one is it? Today, we are going to be talking about the brand new movie, Jurassic World Dominion. It is just now being out in theaters this weekend, isn't it? This weekend of this recording. That is correct. We just saw it last night and the first show we could see it in, in our town. <laughs> so seeing how it's just now going into theaters, do you want to go ahead and give us our famous disclosure? I would love to. All right, listeners. This is a brand new movie, and we want to talk to you about it, but it will be spoiler-filled. So please, if you have not seen the new Jurassic World Dominion movie, please pause this recording and come back when you have. Outstanding. All right, so that being said, welcome to Jurassic Park. I always wanted to say that before. That's That sounds really good, doesn't it? <laughs> sure, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our apparently our final trip to the world of Jurassic Park, uh, the Jurassic uh, saga, if you want to call it that. Um, I didn't realize that it was coming to an end. I guess figured they were making so much money of these, they would go until the end of time. But alas, apparently I am wrong. Alas, they decided not to be greedy bastards and they concluded it with the sixth and final film. Sixth and final film. I just looked before we started recording. This is currently sitting on a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that yeah. audience or critic score? Let me double check. I, that I, makes a difference to me. How does it make Because when difference? I looked yesterday, it had a very low critic score, but a pretty high audience score. All right. So again, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is a critic score, but the audience yeah. score is 79. Yeah. Yeah. Last night when I looked, it was like 35 and, and 85 or something. So we don't get to really review the splats on these, uh, on this show. So this is kind of cool, actually. So. What did you know about this movie going into it? I think I knew more than you did because I have always been a fan of the Jurassic Park and world movies. I know Derek is mostly just a fan of the Jurassic Park film, maybe just the original. Just the original. Just the original. The other two are kind of meh. But uh, I also was super excited about Jurassic World, the first one when it came out um, back in 2015, I believe. 
super excited about that. I loved that one. I rewatched uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom last week in preparation for this new film. And it was good. It wasn't as good as I remember Jurassic World being. I wish I would have watched that one as well, but uh, it was also pretty good. And then we went and watched the new one. Nice. So I knew quite a bit about this film. I'd been watching just kind of like clips and trailers and sneak peeks, but I was really trying hard not to read any reviews before we went because I didn't want anybody to sully my opinion. Do you remember the first time you saw the original? Indeed, I do. I was 12 years old. It's in 1993. I went and saw it in the theaters. Like it must have been an opening weekend or, or very soon after it came out because I remember at the time I got like this special like little pack of things like, I don't know, like a little Jurassic Park world word search and like just little, you know, bits and bobs and stuff. And I kind of wish I would have kept that, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, I remember loving this. I actually, believe it or not, when I was younger, I used to read books and enjoy them. Wow. And <laughs> I know for those of you who know me, I do not enjoy reading at this point in my life. She can read. She doesn't enjoy reading. Thank you. Exactly. There is a <laughs> distinction. And uh, I did remember reading the book and seeing the movie and really liked it. So I've always been a fan of Jurassic Park. So you read the Michael Crichton Jurassic Park? Indeed. So what do you think is far superior? Do you think the book or the movie? Yeah, it's been probably 30 years almost since I read that book. So mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> do you know do you know it's funny you say that you know how they always say the book is better than the film in every way shape or form now but i'm thinking about it, i've always said there's always one movie off the top of my head that the, the movie is far superior in the book and that is obviously joss but now that you're saying it another spielberg film where the movie is better than the better than the book and that's jurassic park i think that's have you read the book i have read the book i think it's okay so yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's much it's much more exciting to see dinosaurs, you know, come to life on the screen than it is to imagine them while you're reading. So I well, can see that. Well, also, I mean, think of it too. Like you said, what was it? Ninety three, I think you said it was. Nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. When was the last time that your your mind was just blown away with special effects like that? I mean, they made real dinosaurs within reason. Like the the scene yeah. of them running through the valley, and you know that that's fake, but the T Rex. That yes. is a real T-Rex. Yes, the T-Rex is my favorite out of all of them, for sure. This movie builds off of the Jurassic World films, not the Jurassic Park films. So, yes, so this does build on the Jurassic World other movies in the in the series, but it also reunites some of the OG cast from the 93. I was so excited. So yeah. Ellie's, Dr. Ellie Sadler, Dr. Alan Grant, Dr. Malcolm, all back for the, the last movie. So that was pretty sweet. But as if you recall, when we left Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they had this botched uh, black market dinosaur sale go awry and they were going to die because there's all this gas being released and they just let all the dinosaurs out and let them run free. So Jurassic World Dominion picks up four years later to see what the consequences and fallouts and, and how everybody's doing with dinosaurs roaming around. Yeah, I will say the ending, the very final shot of how dinosaurs and people have to coexist, where they're like the zebras were running across the plains, and so were the dinosaurs, or the birds were flying, and so were the dinosaurs. I thought that I will say that that part was really cool. Uh, yeah, 
I like yeah. that. So it was like Triceratops with the elephants. Yeah. Whatever the sea creature dinosaur was with the whales. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. It brings back characters that a lot of people didn't realize. Uh, obviously, from the original Jurassic World of Hark, you've got Dr. Uh, is it Dr. Lou? Dr. Dr. Wu. Wu. Henry Dr. Wu. Wu. Henry Wu is in it. Ian He's Malcolm. been in the other Jurassic World movies, though, actually. Yeah. He's, he was in the OG, and then he came back for all the Jurassic World. He's been in each one of them. In this one, he's actually a sympathetic character because he yes. realizes what he has unleashed on the world. I think that yeah. was very interesting. I, I jotted down, yeah, I jotted down some notes about kind of Dr. Wu's, you know, journey. So, like, the OG Jurassic Park, he was, like, revolutionary and exciting and just cutting-edge technology and then when we pick back up with him in Jurassic World, he's just this like money hungry, greedy guy who's just gonna make it as big and gnarly as he can so he can get all this money. He's helping the bad guys steal the you know samples so they can just keep recreating this and he's all about the money. And in this final one, he's more about redemption. He's like, man, we have really done some stuff and we need to save the planet because we're just, right. it's awful. So he's looking for redemption here. So um, obviously you got there. You got uh, what's her name? Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep, she's in it, and she she's Claire. good in it. She's good in it. Yeah. Um, and then of course, like you said, you got you want to get that last home run in, so you get the original trio from uh, the first film. You got uh, oh uh, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and the great Jeff Goldblum. Who, in my opinion, he's reduced to just merely a cameo in this movie. He doesn't really have a lot to do. Um, yeah, but I think that kind of went along with his character evolution, kind of. You know, in the OG, he was like, oh, this is awful. And he's this chaotician and he's just preaching all this, you know, fire and brimstone. We're just wrecking everything. And then in this one, it was like, oh, he did that for a while. And then he had a bunch of kids that he needed to pay for. He said at some point he had like five mouths to feed. And so he just like sold out and was working for the bad guy. But and then it was like, oh, but at least he's helping them, you know, make it right. He's going to help them get the sample for this, you know, crazy locusts. But then it was like all the whole time it was like, oh, no, really, it was the assistant Ramsey who told Malcolm about it. And then he helped him. And, you know, he brought yeah. his friends there to help. But. I was like, he didn't even notice. He was just like on cruise control. He yeah. didn't care. But yeah. I mean, he did do his part and help out. So it's amazing what money can do to people. You, 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 you can turn a lot of blind eyes with a lot of money. So yeah. Laura Dern and Sam Neill brought them back. And this time they actually have shit to do in this movie. Like they oh, actually yeah. get into they have adventures and um, you know, spoiler alert, they rekindle their romance. Let's talk about the plot basically you know where we left off one raptor you know escaped the purge and blue i think her name hit her him, him her, her her why and... don't you know this <laughs> swatching blue it's, it's, it's the good it, she right. was the best raptor she was the smartest yeah. and most intelligent and most loyal you know it's funny today after we watched it maybe maddie g came around all day he's doing this to me like this all day long, like because he's tra that's how he trains the raptors. I said, "Go away! That's it. That's that is so rude." What you're get doing. one of those clickers on you? Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Go away!" <laughs> so anyway, we have you know dinosaurs out of their element. They were interfering with the world. The world. Um, uh, the world. 
So right now what we're seeing is the dinosaurs are messing with the world supply chain. They're eating, you know, you see examples of like the ocean uh, dinosaurs eating like the fresh fish that are being caught by the humans. You see, you know. Yeah, what the, looks the, like the, the scariest very, catch. Yeah. Very unnatural way of things, basically, what's going on in the world. And so the pool world is trying to learn over these last four years how to adjust. And I don't think they're doing a very good job. No, for, for all... For all accounts, they're not doing a great job. So Biosyn, which I think was the the other like evil company from the, yeah. the other Jurassic World movies, has uh, turned some land that they had up in the Italy, you know, countryside mountain area into a dinosaur sanctuary where they're just gonna let them roam free and do their thing and not mess with them. But they're gonna do a little bit of genetic learning from them to try to like cure cancer and save humans you know make it painted as a really nice picture they're trying to do up here but you know there's some shady stuff going on in there so it's like what's really happening and it was there. like super secret nobody can get yeah. to this location without taking like a helicopter and an airplane yeah. and another helicopter and having a bracelet to get into the door and all this stuff so i remember when we get to, I'm, we're maybe skipping a little further ahead in the plot but i will say this when they first meet evil steve jobs and he comes up to him and like, hey, you know, let's get a picture, you know, with his iPhone, you know, because he's evil Steve Jobs. It I wasn't was an like, iPhone, it was a real camera. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, oh, he, oh, he's bent. He's a bent villain. He's, he's not, he's not, yeah. Yeah, you definitely got the feeling he wasn't a good guy. And he really just came in for the photo op. He was like, oh, welcome. You guys are here. I'm so glad. Can we just like turn, get a picture? Yeah, ready? Yeah, got it. Okay, cool. I'm going to leave you here with Ramsey and go back to about my important business and yeah. see you later. But I'm glad that you guys could make an appearance and I can get my picture with you. Yep. Got to get back to my evil plotting. Yeah, evil plotting, evil plotting. Uh, that being said, we always like to see when villains get their comeuppance. And he definitely went out in a really, really gruesome way, uh, which was, uh, if you... Remember the original Jurassic Park, Dodson is a is an actual character from the first one who sells um what was his attempts name? to sell attempts to sell Wayne Knight his treachery say get this you know here's a shaving cream can put the, the specimens in get it out thing and get it to us and we'll be in business and there's lots of money thrown around and what have you. Fast forward to I guess what 20 years, 30 years later, Dodson's actually the running the <laughs> show now. So he's like, you know, and he even had the damn can. I the the thing of the shaving can. I was like, how did you find that? Okay, wait a minute. It was so covered, the guy in, it was covered that, in mud. Let's back up a second. Yeah. Are you saying that the guy that Newman, for mm -hmm. lack of whatever his real Newman. name is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone Newman. will know who I mean. The guy who Newman met to do the specimen handoff yeah. is the guy that's in charge now. Yeah, he's evil Steve Jobs. No way. Google it. Yeah, we'll Google it. You you will Google it, and you'll be like, "Wow, Derek is right for once." <laughs> we'll see. Don't count your chickens. <laughs> that actor's name. I no, do I? <laughs> I don't have IMDb in front of me now, do I? Okay, that's fine. I'll find it. It's not the same actor. I actually do know that it's not the same actor, but it's the same. Okay, character. okay, but it was character. supposed to be the same character. It, I don't yeah, think so. He is him. It says. Appears in Jurassic Park novel and film, Lost World, Jurassic Park Dominion. But he's mm. played by three different actors, but it's the yeah. same guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did not catch that that was supposed to be the same guy. So oh, anyway. Yeah, anyway, long story okay. short. So, Dr. Lewis, whatever. 
Is yeah. his name Doctor or something? Doctor Lewis Dodson. Doctor Lewis Dodson. 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 We got Dodson here. Okay. Yeah, I do remember him saying that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, he is, you know, Evil Steve. What is it called? Evil Steve Jobs going Evil forward. Evil Steve Jobs. <laughs> anyway, in the movie, um, Newman gets killed by uh, the Lophosaurus, yes. which I think is a really gruesome way to go. But in this movie, he goes just like Dodson, sorry, just like Newman, and gets killed by three the Lophosauruses. Indeed. And I'm like, it's like, that's a gruesome The ones that spit the poison toxin at yeah. you to blind you and, and disable you, you, paralyze yeah. you, and then they eat you, which I thought was just pure karma at its finest. <laughs> yep. Yep. But Come no, it full was. Circle. Mindy, will you please go to the notepad? <laughs> yes. It's a lot harder to take notes in a dark movie theater at an actual theater than our home theater because it has more light. So I was able to read my head and scratch, but yes. So I put uh, same stuff here. So when uh, Malcolm goes and picks up Ellie and them and they're, uh, they're, they wreck their Jeep, the Jeep gets knocked over and then it wasn't quite a T-Rex. It was like, the Andominus Rex or one of those kind of, you know, carnivore type creatures. And they come over, stomps over and everyone's like, oh crap. So it's like the pilot, the new cast, the OG cast, they're all crammed around this Jeep and they're being chased or, you know, they're hiding behind the Jeep. So like, don't, don't move. So like Chris Pratt's character and Alan Grant were both like, don't when they approach. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then they kind of hit around the Jeep and, and so they wouldn't get eaten. Um, the other thing I put, uh, like towards the end of the film, they have to reset the system again. So Ellie has yeah. to go down and help, you know, reset. There's some, you know, in the first movie, it's getting around the velociraptors that were in there, slashing people. At this, it would be like crazy fire locusts that were <laughs> crammed into there. Um, and then I also put, uh, there, was this, there was a part somewhere towards the end where Malcolm was trying to maybe hit on the pilot and he had a black shirt on and he kind of like unbuttoned one of his buttons a little to show his chest and then I think she kind of waved him off like dude and he was like oh okay and he like rebuttoned yeah. his shirt I thought that was kind of funny yeah. so those are kind I, of the easter egg things that I found that were kind of nods to the original um, I will say this when I was leaving the theater last night I was sitting in the back seat I googled something do you know that Sam Neill was not the original choice to play Alan Grant who was there was three people, uh, and all but one of them turned it down. So the original person they wanted was William Hurt. Do you know who William Hurt is? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Tim Robbins was offered I mean, I the could role. See of that. Yeah. And of course, the Spielberg go-to, Harrison Ford. Nice. I would have loved. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Sam Neill, but I would have loved to have seen Harrison Ford do that. That would have been cool. Okay. So maybe this is intentional or unintentional nod to that because Perhaps. yes when yeah. dr grant and dr sadler and Maisie are going through these underground the amber mines trying to get their way out with this sample they got he has this hat that makes them look just like indiana jones and then he grabs a a rag that he found and like some big long pliers and wraps it and makes a big torch so he's like going through these mines with his like hat and his torch and i put i wrote down that he looked like indiana jones so maybe that was a little <laughs> sweet nod to that <laughs> um the actual flip side of that do you know who else was uh in role for ian malcolm hmm. 
So Jeff Goldblum got it. He was, I mean, he was the, one of the first choices, but the second choice, and this is the part, but when I was driving, when we were driving home, I was like, there's no way I could see this. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey was, was offered the part and uh, he auditioned and I won't have you, but he didn't get I it. I but... don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's much too, I mean, Jim Carrey has played some great serious roles, but this yeah. is like a weird, yeah. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. But, Maybe you know, that's why I mean, didn't get it. but the other thing as well is, I mean, like Sam Neill was already established actor. Laura Dern was already an established actress, but Jeff Goldblum, you know, he had been doing like underground, um, you know, low budget movies, well received, well budget movies like The Fly. Everybody loves The Fly; it's a great movie. Right. But uh, this is the movie that kind of put him in that stratosphere where it's like, oh, Jeff Goldblum's in this movie. All right, you know. At least for you, you're a very big Jeff Goldblum. I am a big Jeff Goldblum fan. So, all right. So that being said. Yeah. So I've got some other things, <laughs> uh, some other fun things I wrote down. Uh, so they were talking about how they transport these animals and what they're, what some humane things that they do to kind of keep them safe on this, you know, um, sanctuary that they've set up for them. And they say, you know, if there's some sort of emergency, like, you know, some sort of natural disaster or fire or whatever, they have these implants and they will send them a signal that will send them to the main area where they have a safe space for them and they can get them, you know, out of harm's way. And they were like, well, isn't that kind of inhumane? And they were like, do you know what the voltage of the electric fence was at Jurassic Park? <laughs> and, and Dr. Alan Grant was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> wow. Because he almost got fried on it. So I thought that was funny. Yep. Um, so other things I wrote down on my handy dandy notebook here. Uh, I felt bad for the raptors when they were losing the chase. <laughs> so when they get to Malta, so Maisie, which is John Lockwood's uh, supposed granddaughter, which is what we thought from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And this movie, we find out that it was actually his daughter's clone that she birthed, which is a whole weird sciencey thing, and changed her genetic coding to correct some genetic defects she had, and which is why she ended up dying. Mm -hmm. So when we find out about that, that in this film, uh, Owen and Claire have kind of kept her away, like way up in the mountains at this isolated cabin, because they know if they find her, they're going to capture her. And sure enough, they did. So they take her to Malta, where they're going to be doing this trade and get her over to Biasin, where they can be studied. And um, so they have this whole like weird underground, like dinosaur black market in Malta. So <laughs> they were dropping off some new dinosaurs. They let the raptors loose. And so they had trained them just kind of how they had trained some other dinosaurs that we saw in Fallen Kingdom, where they put a laser pointer on somebody and that's their target and they're not going to stop until it's dead and so they had trained these raptors so they let them loose and they're chasing people all over the city but they're kind of getting hurt a little bit like they're skating around they're getting hit by cars you know they're falling off of things and i was like man i wrote down that i felt bad for them but i mean i'm glad they didn't eat anybody that's probably what that. they were doing when they stopped running right <laughs> uh and then when owen and the pilot whose name i cannot remember kayla. what's her name kayla Owen and Kayla crash land the plane uh, at Biosyn into this big frozen lake. There's this like red fiery 
bird dinosaur crazy thing that meets them and tries to kill them and i wrote down because we had just i, I apparently this was on my mind from when we still ro watched rock of ages <laughs> i wrote down red bird on the ice equals fire phoenix <laughs> fire phoenix nice uh so that that was pretty cool um i also wrote down so blue's baby so blue made herself a little baby which also got taken when Maisie got kidnapped and so she comes to owen's house and is like squawking at him like hello they just took my baby what the hell you gotta help me and he's like i promise you i'm gonna get your baby back so when they get to the island of course they get Maisie, but they're like i gotta go we gotta go find beta which is blue's baby and they find it you know trank it so he slings it over his back in this little papoose looking thing <laughs> and malcolm's like they're getting ready to leave for the plane he's like whoa, whoa, whoa is that a dinosaur on your shoulder and he's like yeah i made a promise to its mother that i would take it back and he's like you made a promise to a dinosaur <laughs> and he was like yeah and <laughs> yep. you know it's like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and then of course i think maybe we should just talk about what our favorite scene was i think mine probably was towards the ending when the uh, what I call crazy, like Edward Scissorhands dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I can think of that it looked like. Yeah. Uh, was trying to fight the T Rex, or no, the Andominus Rex type one was fighting the T Rex, and then Edward Scissorhands dinosaur comes along, and they defeat. You know, they're fighting with this, you know, apex yeah. predator, and you think that the T Rex died, and you're like, no, the T Rex was always my favorite. It was so cool. It always won in all the films. It, you know, it came back at the last minute in Jurassic World and helped, you know, free them, and and it was, it's just so cool. It's the coolest one. It can't yeah. die. Don't don't worry. The T Rex isn't the only thing with plot armor in this movie. <laughs> so you think it's dead because it's all swooped over, and then. You see, they're just sitting there next to its eye, and it's like, oh, well, if they're yeah. sitting there next to its eye, it's because it's really alive. And it, sure enough, a light shines over and its eye dilates. You're like, oh, man. So then the T-Rex and Edward Scissorhands dinosaur defeat the apex predators so the rest of the humans can escape in the helicopter. Nice. So that was probably nice. my favorite scene. <laughs> you, you basically described the entire third act in, in one scene. <laughs> well yeah. done. So yeah. what was your favorite scene? Oh, I'm struggling. Um, honestly, I, I probably the very last scene where you see the dinosaurs coexisting with the with their current, you know, present time counterparts. I thought that was about it. We're gonna get to the rating system in a bit, but yeah, that's pretty much my favorite part. Okay, and then my other favorite part, since you didn't have one, I'll have another favorite part. Was you know, you always thought that Alan and Ellie should have been together it seemed like they wanted to be together they had lots of common interests but when they meet up in jurassic world dominion this last film ellie is talking about you know alan's asking about how are the kids they're great they're all grown up they're in college how's mark which must have been her husband and she was like oh we're done and you could tell alan's like oh i'm so sorry to hear that not and you know they kind of spend the whole movie well, they won't, they, they're just so close. And so it was so nice that at the end, he, she was like, I'm going to go do this thing, but you're probably going to go back to your dig site. And he's like, no, Ellie, I'm coming with you. Hmm. So I thought that was pretty sweet. I will say this. I, I saw this earlier on, uh, someone posted on Facebook. Apparently, uh, Laura Dern wears the same or a, a, an almost exact replica 
of her costume from Jurassic Park in the first scene where you meet her in the new movie where she, you know, the blue tank top, the red shirt that's tied in a knot right here. In the first scene, you see her wear that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. the detail. Yeah. <laughs> the other sweet moment. So, of course, Owen brings back Blue's baby, Beta, just as he promised his loyal dinosaur friend that he would. So he drops off the kid and at first she's like all right cool peace you know and they just run off into the forest and he's kind of like all right cool whatever and then she comes back and they just look at each other and he nods and he's like you're welcome that was so sweet um i want to say one thing about that and i've had a lot i've had a lot of time to digest this thing you've had how less than 24 hours <laughs> how do they explain all the missing hikers in that woods you know, mm. people are up there. Mm -hmm. A velociraptor just runs free, unchecked. And like, how do you explain missing hikers? Eventually, people are going to go to that cabin. They're like, "Hey, so the last like year or so, forty hikers have gone vanished <laughs> in your neck of the woods. Have you seen them, person? Who's are you a serial them? killer? Yeah. Are or... you eating them? You know, it's like I know. You know, I I did huge think plot it, hole. Huge I did feel that was kind of like too, but. You know, you do see at one point Blue killed this fox and brought it to the baby to eat, you know, yeah. the baby raptor. But it was like, but surely you're eating other things than just other animals, right? You there was a broken school bus in there. I guarantee it ate the children on the school bus. <laughs> that was where their lair, their nest was, was in an old school bus. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee that the, yeah. the little children did not make it off that bus. So, Indeed. yeah, it got dark. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. So let's get to our patented Derek and Mindy's rating scale. I'm going to have you do it this time. Mindy, what is one star? Bloody awful. Two stars? Bloody uninspired. Three stars? Bloody average. Four stars? Bloody brilliant. And five stars? Bloody marvelous. All right. I give this a one star. Bloody you awful. do not. I do. I was <laughs> hand to God. I have not been so unimpressed with a movie in a long time. This movie, the whole glue that holds this together is the fact that you've got to bank on nostalgia for this one. Hence, bringing back the cast for the last one. These movies are not reviewed well. The, the I've seen better special effects in other movies. It was lazy writing. The second half is a James Bond scene. And the third act was like, okay, well, can we kill him? I don't think we can because the crowd might leave. So everybody stays alive. It was dog shit. I hated it. Oh, this is not how I expected this to go. I mean, I didn't. I knew that you were probably going to be, you know, I, I knew you're going to be trending lower than I was, but I did not expect a one star. We have never. Oh. Once that is a Derek and Mindy's first. We have never reviewed a movie that was a one star. It was bad. It was <gasps> so bad. Wow. See, we don't talk about the film too much before we do these for this very reason, I guess. So yeah. we don't spoil how we're gonna rate and what we're gonna talk about. I will the best part was this morning when I came to work and someone asked me, What did you think of it? Maggie comes up to me and says, Was it as bad as Jurassic Part Three? And I looked at him and said, worse and he was like oh that's no bad. way no that's which, bad. No, which one was jurassic it. park three was it the one with the parachuters that got yeah caught yep. the thing no 
Yep. This was not worse than that oh, for sure. To me, it was. It was the worst. Mm -mm. Okay, so I, I first want to give some credibility to the other Jurassic World movies. So first of all, Jurassic World has a 71 and a 78 critic and audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, it has a 47 and a 48 on Rotten Tomatoes, critic and audience. And the new one, as Derek said, has a 33 and mine says 80% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So it, definitely some mixed reviews between critics and audiences. Like you said, it does play a lot on nostalgia, which any good sequel is going to play on nostalgia. That's part of the recipe, right? Yeah. So, But my thing is this. If this movie had some balls, it would have killed off one of the, the major three characters and then also one of the nostalgia characters as well. Like, I mean, like, you know, do you really need Ian Malcolm in another movie? I love Jeff Goldblum, but to see him go out like a boss would have been awesome. Yeah, they could have killed him off. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> there you go. All right, so okay. what do you think of the movie? So I rated it slightly higher than you did. Um, I, I I did wrestle with this one because it I had some pretty high expectations going into this movie because I love the Jurassic Park movies. I loved the original Jurassic World, the first one in this set of the series. Um, so I had some high expectations going into it, and I, I don't think that they were all met for sure. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to give it a five. I'm more like a three and a half, four. So since we don't have split ratings and you gave it such a crappy rating, I am going to go ahead and give it a bloody brilliant. So I'm going to give it four stars. But I'm really more like a three and a half, four stars. So I thought they could have done some things better. There were some plot holes. Um, they like where are the where are the hikers? <laughs> That's a small plot hole. Nobody cares about the hikers. They they were up in the abandoned their wilderness. Their families do, <laughs> and they'll never have answers now. Eh, it's fine. That, that Velociraptor was looking fat. I'm just saying it was eating more than foxes. Okay. <laughs> It was eating more than boxes for sure. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, I enjoyed this film. If you like the originals, you've got some nostalgia. You're going to like the Easter eggs. You're going to like those plays on your heartstrings. I thought there was several really funny moments. There were several good, you know, heartwarming moments. So I'm going to give it a four star. I'm going to give it bloody brilliant. So never have we been this separated on a movie before. No. Hey, it was bound to happen eventually. Exactly. All right. Okay, well, that was fun-ish. So <laughs> All right, Derek, before we close out this episode, we have an awesome announcement for Duval Nation. We do indeed. The Derek Duval Show has teamed up with the amazing folks over at Tee Public to bring you amazing Derek Duval-themed merchandise. That's right. We'll have mugs, stickers, and magnets that have the logo of either the Derek Duval Show or Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. And the best part about this venture, it is totally affordable and looks professional in every way. Plus, we have put together a personally curated collection of t-shirts that Derek and I love on TeePublic. We have t-shirts from some of our favorite films and TV shows. That's right. We have everything from Norm MacDonald, George Carlin. To Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Pride t-shirts. We'll have a link on the DerekDuvallShow.com website to purchase from our store. And if you act now, you'll get an additional discount at checkout. So we want to thank our partners over at Tee Public for being so awesome and partnering up with us. With that being said, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. You keep listening and we'll keep making them. Until next time. 
We'll see you at the movies, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.